Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the ACC Now podcast by the News and Observer. I am Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the NNO, joined by uh, C.L. Brown, uh, the Carolina beat writer who is on the West Coast in San Diego for the Holiday Bowl where Carolina is going to play Oregon. And Chip Alexander is with us too, the NC State beat writer uh, who will be in Charlotte for the uh, NC State Maryland uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl, they call it now. Uh, so this is our bowl edition of the ACT Now podcast. I'm going to be heading up to D.C. area. Uh, Annapolis is where the game is, Annapolis, Maryland, for Duke and uh, UCF on uh, on Wednesday. So it's bowl season for all three teams in the triangle, uh, which is a rarity because normally uh, Duke, uh, you know, hasn't made a lot, but they've, they've done their part this year. So um, yeah, we'll have a little round table here, talk a little football here before we dive into basketball season full speed. So CL and, uh, and Chip, uh, first, uh, CL, let's talk to you first since you made the longest trip. I'll let you go first. Uh, uh, how are things out in San Diego? Uh, how are things, how are the Tar Heels looking as they, uh, you know, get ready for this matchup with Oregon it should be an interesting game out there. It should be. And I think, um, this might be very well a preview of next year's, uh, well, at least two of the candidates in the Heisman Trophy race with Oregon's Bo Nix and Carolina's uh, Drake May. But Carolina's in a bit of a, a quandary, if you will, as a lot of teams are right now because of the way the transfer portal has worked and the way that uh, more and more players have decided to opt out of playing in the bowls while it is the ones that are going pro anyway. And so you look offensively, Josh Downs is basically their best player outside of Drake May. And, you know, he's going to, he's going to go into draft next year. So that's, that's huge to have to replace him and, you know, one of their biggest games of the year. Uh, uh, Mac Brown kind of compared Oregon to the Notre Dame's and the Clemson game on the schedule in terms of just what level of competition, you know, he expects. So that's going to be huge to try and have to replace him. And then defensively, which is where most of the guys that entered the transport portal from Carolina were on the defensive side of the ball. Most of them were reserves and everything, but you still have, Basically, the two guys who started at corner all year in Tony Grimes and Storm Duck for them. Uh, Tony Grimes has committed to Texas A&M and Storm Duck is in the portal, but not currently committed yet. But I mean, that's a lot of experience, regardless of <laughs> how some people feel, how they may have played during the year. That's a lot of experience to have to replace against a high powered offense like Oregon has. Yeah, that's a tough deal. And I think that's why probably a big reason, you know, Oregon's a two touchdown favorite, I think, right? So um that 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 makes sense. Uh that's that's the new reality of college football is that, you know, between the end of the regular season and the bowl games, um, you know, a lot of guys are gonna are gonna opt out or they're gonna hit the portal and not play. Um, I do know Duke has one player, Tony Davis, who's in the portal. But he's been practicing with the team and he'll be available to play. Now he's a reserve corner. He's probably, you know, fifth on the depth chart of like, you know, t- top two and the other two. And he'd be the next one after that. So, um, but I mean, that, that's kind of what we're dealing with now in this sport. Um, it makes things you know, different than they used to be. Kind of makes some bowl games meaningless in some way. Their exhibitions is what they are. But I, I like what you said, CL, like, you know, 
this is the preview of next year's Heisman race, really, with Bo Nixon and um, and Drake May. They're two guys who who aren't in the transfer portal, who are staying where they are. It looks like, and uh, and are going to be big time, you know, big time candidates for next season's Heisman. So that adds a little juice to that game out there, you know, in uh, in San Diego. Hopefully, this year the game will be played. The Holiday Bowl will be played. Let's all hope for that. That's the biggest thing. Um, exactly. <laughs> uh, chip, uh, yeah, pretty messy week. last year with NC State. Yeah, that's what I was going to try. I was going to segue to, to talking about the Wolfpack. And, um, Chip, obviously you weren't in San Diego last year, but you know uh, what the deal was out there and everybody in Wolfpack land does. Uh, UCLA got COVID last minute, the very last minute. And the Wolfpack didn't get to play their bowl game. But they are uh, going to be playing Maryland uh, in the uh, – uh, Friday at noon in the uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl down in Charlotte, the old Belk Bowl, the old Mako Car Care Bowl, whatever it was uh, before that. Mighty I guess it was. Uh, but uh, Chip, uh, you know, how the Wolfpack, uh, uh, what, what's the buzz around them as they, they get ready to actually hopefully play a bowl game this time? I'm sure they're excited to get back on the field. Yeah, it was once the Monarchy uh, Car Care Bowl. I happened to cover that one, too. That was a few years back. But it's had a few name changes through the years. They've had some good games there. They've played there a few times. I uh, have not played well at other times. But uh, kind of before I get started, I was kind of wondering what the over-under, since everybody's into these lines, what's the over-under on the number of questions Drake May will be posed about NIL I'll let you answer that one. NIL, about five billion. <laughs> That's the <laughs> over under. <laughs> uh, I I think you know. I mean, I, I've been saying coaches coaches are are masters of hyperbole, and I, I think Pat Narduzzi. I mean, I have no idea who his who his sources were or what have you on the actual number. Um, but I do think that got a bit exaggerated, but what, what he said, I mean, basically every major coach, you know, every coach from a major college team is saying it right now about the, the essentially tampering going on with NIL being used as motivation to lure players. Um, I mean, we saw it last year with, uh, Jordan Addison leaving Pitt to go to USC, um, with NIL being so, uh, allegedly anyway, one of the major reasons why he made that move. And um, I mean, it's something that they're going to have to try and get a hold of. I don't know if they can at this point, but it's uh, another kind of example of the NCAA had the chance to get in front instead of being progressive and forward thinking on it. You know, they tried to fight it and Till the end, and and this is the byproduct of it. So, you know, we're we're just kind of living in this in this uh, wild wild west, as Mac Brown called it right now. Yeah, and, and I think one of the biggest questions uh, for NC State going into the bowl game is which quarterback will start. Obviously, between MJ Morris and uh, and Ben uh, Finley, and I think tonight, and I did not hear, but MJ Morris was live on Instagram. And the questions he was getting wasn't so much about, you know, how our practices look, what, what about Maryland? But he was starting to get these uh, messages like, hey, you need to transfer to Tennessee. Why are you hanging around there? You need to come out to UCLA, you know, this kind of stuff. It's kind of gotten to the point of being ridiculous. But, you know, from uh, the, the Wolfpack put in their first practices uh, in Charlotte today, uh, from all accounts, everything went well. Uh, Dave Dorn is kind of – 
he spelled it out a few weeks ago that anybody who had entered the portal would not play in the bowl game, and that took out a Devin Carter and a defensive lineman Joshua Harris. Uh, so uh, just a few players. But then again, you get a guy like a Drake Thomas, a linebacker, who uh, announced Friday that he was going to enter the draft next year and not come back. And he said he did want to play. He will play in the game. Of course, when, when your older brother's playing Thayer Thomas uh, and, uh, and he his linebackers, uh, the two linebackers he's played so much with, Isaiah Moore and Peyton Wilson, you know, those guys wanted to play one more game together. And it means a lot to them. They're trying to get that ninth win this year, which would be, the, I think, the fourth time in the last six years. State has won nine games and hugely disappointing last year and uh, the Holiday Bowl, and they like to make up for it. Uh, with the game in Charlotte. It's not the game in Charlotte they wanted to be in. I think everybody knows that. I think they wanted to be there in the in the championship game, ACC championship game, but that was not to be this year. So I guess what they'd like to do now is go to Charlotte and get a real nice win. And uh, having remembered the days of State Maryland and the battles they had uh, in the ACC, it won't, be, it won't be the same, obviously, but uh, it has a nice ring to it. I think it'll make for a good game, two evenly matched teams. It is fun. I was going to bring that up that this is the Debbie Yao Bowl. You know, they should need to be the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Debbie's got to be there somewhere. She has to be in the stands in the stadium somewhere. Will Debbie, will Debbie uh, volunteer for Doran to go into the uh, the Mayo if, if NC State were to win? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something. But I, I do like uh, it, it, it's great that, that Drake, Drake Thomas is going gonna, is gonna to play. I mean, you know, that's kind of a throwback, right? To, um, you know, guys didn't you used to play bowl games and go and go to the draft. They didn't think about opting out, and of course, the guys have a right to. I'm not, I'm, I'm not questioning they do. They, they should look out for what they need to do. This is their future and their and their earnings and all that. But good for Drake for for wanting to get out there and play with his guys one more time. You know, that's a that will be a neat thing um, for them to do that. I just want to interject. I think that Dave Dorn is going to end up being behind the curve on allowing players. Um, or uh, as it the case is this year, not allowing his players that enter the portal to continue on with the team. I think there are so many guys who are going to flirt with that and in, in, in the future and, and full-fledged enter it that um, I think the approach that Mac Brown and, and uh, Mike Elko are taking it to, uh, it's going to end up being the norm rather than the exception. That's a good well, place, yeah, yeah. It may have to be that way. Yeah, it may have to be that way with the number of players that are going in the portal. I think you're right. And one thing I wanted to bring up, too, and I don't know what you guys feel about it, with with guys um, opting not to play and you're missing some of your top stars, and I don't know if Josh Downs is going to play or not, but, you know, it'd be a huge loss for Carolina if he doesn't. Uh, should coaches look to use the bowl games more as a preview for next season and play some of the guys that are going to be in important roles you know, next season that didn't really get to play a lot this year. And I'm thinking specifically of the three linebackers for NC State that played so many snaps, but they have some pretty good players behind them. You know, and I think if I was a coach, I'd leave it up to my veteran guys. You guys can play. If you agree to play, you can play as much as you want. But at the same time, we would really like to see some of these younger guys. They have already seen them in the practices, but see them in live action, which could help them, you know, going into the new season. Uh, yeah, that's something that I remember um, David Cutcliffe, you know, when Duke started going to bowl games, I always kind of talked about the bowl game as 
you know, it is the end of this season, but it's the first game of next season. And he tried to mix in some guys and do some things that way, uh, particularly in practices and, and then obviously in the game too. But uh, that is that is an approach that, that some coaches take. Elko, <clears throat> we've asked him about that, and he, and he said, no, you know, this is this is this year's team. It's, it's adding to the end of this year's accomplishments. That's what he wants to do. So, but uh, – uh, that is that is uh, uh, there's a lot of thinking, Chip, when it comes to that for sure. I was just going to add Josh Downs. That's essentially his breakout game was the Orange Bowl against Texas A&M because uh, Daz Newsom and and Deami Carter, uh, uh, I mean Deami Brown and Daz Newsom decided not to play. And uh, he got his chance. So and he had a 76-yard touchdown. And, you know, uh, he even said himself, it, it kind of proved some things to himself that he, he wasn't totally, not that he didn't know he could play at that level, but, you know, he, he didn't know he could excel in that manner until that game uh, kind of reinforced it for him. And, you know, we saw what he did sophomore year and last year. And and Chip, just just to reiterate, he's not playing in the bowl game. Yeah, that's probably the wise decision for him. And I hate to say that because I know a lot of UNC fans would like to see him in that game. And at the same time, we talked about Drake Thomas, and and Thomas has had two injuries in his career at NC State. He's had a knee injury, and he had a pectoral tear, very similar to what uh, Devin Leary had this year. So he's he's had some injuries playing in games. So there is a risk – you know, there is some risk in playing in this game, but he's willing to do that to play one last time with with guys of the, you know, as he said, he's been through the wars with these last four or five years and from the depths of a four and, you know, four and eight season a few years back to being able to win some games and, and win nine games, win some bowls. So he wants one more game with these guys. And, and you can't, you know, either way, I think that uh, you have to applaud you can't, you can't, I don't think you can slight them if they decide they, they don't want to play and take that risk. But at the same time, you can't applaud them if they decide they want to play one more time, you know, with their teammates. For sure. And, and what CL's talking about with Josh Downs is a great example. It's, it, it's a game. It's a real game against, you know, a big time opponent. And there's, there's some pressure, but there's not pressure like, like in the regular season when you're trying to get, you know, to six wins or seven wins or get to a championship game. Like you, you know, playing in the the Duke Mayo Bowl and the Military Bowl, even the Holiday Bowl, if you win or lose, I mean, you want to win, but it, the pressure isn't there like a, like a regular season game, right? So, and you, but you get that experience on that that kind of stage, and it, it's a really it's a it's almost a, a no lose situation. Like you can get the experience, and if you lose the game, I mean, you don't want to, but hey, you know that's the way it goes. And you go on the next season, you're you're further ahead than you were. So, um. That that is the key thing. Uh, uh, from the Duke standpoint, uh, playing in the Military Bowl, I mean, getting to nine wins for them is a major accomplishment. I mean, uh, there's only been six seasons of nine wins or more in Duke football history, which is you know over 100 years of playing football. So, uh, if they can get that, they'll finish nine and four. Um, that they, they've only had two nine win or better seasons since 1941. So we're talking about. A lot of history here for the Blue Devils. Um, this is their first bowl game in four years. Uh, they're playing UCF, which has been, you know, a fringe top 25 team uh, in the bottom of the rankings here. They they played Tulane in the championship game of the American Conference and, and lost that game. Had they won that, I guess, you know, they, were, they could have been in the Cotton Bowl. I mean, if they uh, they could have been the, 
the group of five representative, uh, but they, they they lost that game, so they fell all the way, which is how it is in the, in the group of five conferences. If you you fall off the off the top, you you fall a long way. You fall down to a second tier game in the on in the ACC bowl. So uh, you know Duke's got uh, they're going to be healthier in this game than they have been in quite a while uh, since probably the mid season. They're going to have Eli Pankole back at wide receiver. They got Jacob Monk. Uh, starting uh, right guard back, um, and he's coming back to play next season. He's going to use his COVID year, stick around, play for Duke next season too. So uh, those are guys that were injured halfway through the year, four-year veteran uh, senior players that uh, they didn't have uh, down the stretch that they're going to have back for this game. Uh, Shaka Hayward, the linebacker, um, had, uh, had had his tonsils taken out early in December, and um, – he may or may not play. There, 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 there's some doubt whether he'll be available in the game. That would be a big loss uh, for the Blue Devils. Maybe that's why they're a three and a half point underdog at Central uh, or UCF. We don't say Central Florida. I guess they get, we'll touch you about that. But uh, so that's where the, the Blue Devils stand. But they are. Uh, there's a lot of talk about you know how they want to get that ninth win. They want to. They've overcome. They've overachieved so much this season compared to what was expected of them. Uh, they want to, so they want to go out, you know, and, and play really well. And they played, you know, they their four losses uh, combined by of 16 point 16 points of the margin. Uh, their ACC losses are all three points or less. So they've been a very competitive team this year. They've only beaten one team with a winning record. That was Wake Forest. Uh, so that is another thing they want to achieve here is they want to beat you know, UCF is nine and four. So that would be a a big win for Duke as they go into next season win. You know, they're going to have a lot tougher games on their schedule. Uh, Clemson, Notre Dame, NC State, Florida State. So it's going to be tougher for the Blue Devils next season. Uh, as If we talk about this as the first game of next season, uh, that is what this is. Uh, but they're, um, you know, they got a good mindset. They, they Again, they've played competitively all season. So I would expect them to be uh, highly competitive in this game. And uh, it's going to be a cold day in Annapolis, probably in the 40s, but maybe not so windy. Elko said he... That's what he worries more about is the wind. But if it's not windy, they can deal with the cold. They think that Riley Leonard uh, will be able to have a decent game. But it's more about the running game and the, uh, for the Blue Devils. If they can if they can run the ball, get 200 yards rushing like they did a lot of times this year. That's been the strength with uh, Jacob Monk back at starting right guard. Uh, that should help him out quite a bit. So uh, that that's the story on the Blue Devils for their bowl game. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, I guess we can – uh, so far, uh, the ACC has done pretty well, right? They're two and zero. The, ACC, the conference has two wins already. Uh, Louisville beat Cincinnati. Wake beat Mizzou uh, in the down the Gasparilla. So Duke is up next uh, as the league tries to prove that they're uh, they're worthy and they're uh, you know they can have a good bowl season. So what do you guys think? Does that does that does that matter quite a bit? Uh, you know how the ACC does in the bowl games. Well, yeah, I think it does in a way, and, and obviously uh, it's a source of pride within the conference. I think Jim Phillips, or should I say Jim Phillips, M.D., uh, is certainly uh, in tune to all that and, and certainly wants the conference to do well and takes great pride in it. I guess the question I was going to pose to, to CL is, is what is what do you think Max's approach to this game is, is and how important is it after losing those last three games in that Clemson game uh, decisively in the ACC title game. I mean, 
How important is this for what he's been trying to do at Carolina these last few years? Oh, it's, it's important in order to uh, kind of change the narrative on the season, first and foremost. But um, I think they have what he's what he's been talking about in these early kind of press conferences. is just, you know, this is a, a big name team, uh, a well-established program. And, you know, if they beat Oregon State, they, they might have had a shot at actually being in the playoffs. And Carolina has not beaten that kind of team. Oh, yeah. You know, um, definitely not this season. It's, it's you know, <laughs> maybe not ever. Like it's, it's been a while. You know, so this is this is another game like Clemson, another game like Notre Dame, where you know they're kind of using it as a barometer to see where this program is. So they need a good showing. You know, uh, regardless of, of, of if they can actually win or not, they need a good showing in this game. And I think one thing that uh, will obviously work in NC State's favor is they should have a pretty good fan turnout um, in Charlotte. And I think Maryland will, too. I think the I don't know what the uh, projected uh, ticket sales have been, but I think it'll be pretty good. And I think obviously a lot of red in the stands since both teams wear red. But I think <laughs> NC State, I think a lot of state fans um, at the end of the season might have been a little disgusted the way things were turning out in the year. and 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 didn't want to go to a to a lower bowl, and and then they beat North Carolina in that last game, and that turned things around attitude wise. I would think for some state fans, and they'll want to, you know, they'll want to go to Charlotte. All they got to do is hop in a car a couple hours down and see the game. And I think the tickets are reasonably priced. Um, and I think NC State will have some players. You know, they had some guys nicked up at the end of the year. There weren't a hundred percent, including. Uh, you know, one of the running backs, uh, Demi Sumo Carnby, and, and I think, you know, he may be back in the game and that may help their offense. And, uh, it, you know, I was talking to Peyton Wilson, who played banged up almost the entire season, and he said he, he can't remember the last time he felt so good, you know, and, and certainly that should be a factor if he plays well and help his NFL uh, stock a little bit. So, um for Dave Dorn in, in NC State, I think obviously that ninth win is the big thing. But uh, uh, I think they're approaching it uh, as almost like a home game in a way, uh, even though it's in Charlotte. And it's a game that, you know, they, they need to win. Maryland, I think, is one-point favorite. So it's basically a toss-up. So I think it has the makings for a, for a really good game. Who, who needs to win the most? You know what I mean? Like, who would – with the win in this bowl game, who would really get a boost from it? I mean – and I think Carolina, because of uh, the way the season ended and uh, uh, the fact that, that you mentioned earlier, it's a, a barometer game, right? They're playing Oregon, was running the birds of the playoffs. <clears throat> they need they need this kind of win to, to kind of legitimize what's going on, especially with all the players in the, in the transfer portal and, and the, all the changes coming in their, in their program. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with Steve on that. I, I think that's right uh, for all the same reasons he mentioned and. uh you know, it'll be interesting to see how uh, Drake May plays in this game, too. Uh, he had a couple of rough games late in the year. I mean, he had a super, uh, you know, really super season. Uh, got everybody excited, and for the right reasons, he's he's a heck of a quarterback. Anytime you talk to any of the other coaches about him, uh, Tony Gibson, the defense coordinator at NC State, has seen a lot of really good quarterbacks through the years, including Patrick Mahomes, uh, and said Drake May was as good as any that he's faced since he's been a defensive coordinator. So, I'm really interested to see how how May will handle the situation, how well he'll play. 
And I, I didn't even mention earlier that obviously Phil Longo left to take the offense coordinator position at Wisconsin. So, you know, Drake is going to be going in this game differently than he has all year because now Lonnie Galloway will be the receivers coach will be calling plays in the bowl game. So there, there'll be a different feel. I mean, obviously they're not overhauling what they do, but you know, there, there still be a different feel because I think uh, Drake and Delongo had a, a great relationship to where they kind of anticipated, you know, what each other were thinking. Well, that, that'll change a little bit with, with Lonnie Galloway. So uh, that, that part to me will be interesting just to see how the offense comes out and, and what, you know, what if any kind of continuity they're able to continue with a different play caller. Yeah, and, and as far as like, you know, how important this game is to Duke, I mean, I, like I said, the historic nature of it. Uh, but they've already, again, they've overachieved so much that were they to lose this bowl game, I don't think anybody like go in the doldrums again about, you know, you know, letting that one get away considering where they've been the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, that's why I think that it's not as important for them. Although beating a team with a, a winning record is something they need to do because they only did that one team this year. So, but uh, Chip, what do you think about like, you know, how NC state fans would react if they, if they lost to Maryland? I mean, given that, you know, you're down to, you know, backup quarterback and all that kind of stuff. And it's uh, the end of the year was her top after Devin Leary got hurt, but uh, just, you know, how, how do you think that would, that would go over? Yeah, I think, you know, it depends on how the game goes, too. I mean, if it's a close, exciting game and they just get beat at the end, that's one thing. If, if they go down there and lay an egg and, and don't play well and, and lose by a couple of touchdowns with, with turnovers, that'll be another thing. You know, one factor in the game, too, and you mentioned the offensive coordinator at NC State, Tim Beck, has is, is left now and has become the head coach at Coastal Carolina. So uh, they'll have a new play caller in the game. And, and you know, the – I don't know how that will affect things. I think at least one of the quarterbacks, and I won't say which one, uh, had a probably has a better relationship with the the guys calling the plays now, Kurt Roper, than uh, he did with Beck. So, um, and that's pure scuttlebutt, <laughs> but it, it seemed to be a, a strain of thought there late in the season. So, um, but it's going to be interesting. I think you know, I want, NC State fans will not, not be happy with a loss, but then again. Uh, it would have been a lot worse if they'd gotten to the ACC championship with an end-to-end that long drought and lost that game to Clemson. Uh, or no, well, it wouldn't have been Clemson, but if they had lost the game in the championship game, and certainly if they had lost to Carolina in a rematch of yeah. the week before, that would have made it even more so. So uh, yeah. uh, they're going down there hoping for the best, you know, and, and knowing that uh, win or lose, they, you know, they got an eight and four season, and after losing Devin Leary. Uh, you know, the prospects of, of getting where they are seem pretty slim, but they were able to do it. Yeah, they they overcame a lot. And uh, so they're, they're set up to, to be strong again next year on offense with, you know, MJ, MJ Morris getting all the uh, experience he's gotten. Um, it's, it's only going to help him next year, uh, provided that, uh, you know, all those people from those other schools talking to him, talking to his ear, <clears throat> don't <laughs> keep him out of the transfer portal. That's, that's the important thing right now. We'll, we'll end on the note that we started on talking about the NIL and transfer portal and changing college football. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, you know, here at the at the N and O, we'll have full coverage of all the bowl games, all the Triangle Bowl games. Uh, Chip will be in Charlotte. Uh, CL's already in San Diego for the Holiday Bowl, which will be Wednesday night. 
on uh, that was on Fox, I think, right? So uh, 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 that'll be a, a night game out there, a primetime appearance for the Tar Heels, big time. I'll be in uh, up in Maryland for Duke and UCF, uh, that game on Wednesday afternoon, and uh, so see if the Blue Devils can can uh, end their season on a high note. And uh, and uh, I know they're again they're hoping for a lot more next year. But anyway, guys, uh, good talking to you. You guys, we were all, we were able to take this time and break down the bowl game. So. Uh, Let's uh, let's get out there and uh, you know get the job done and uh, see if these teams end this season on a high note. So uh, thanks a lot for everybody for joining us um, uh, on this week's edition of the ACC Now podcast. I'm Steve Weisman, uh, the Duke beat writer, joined by C.L. Brown, the Carolina beat writer. Chip Alexander covers NC State. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us this week, everybody. We'll be back next week. <laughs>